I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. That's what I always say. You always follow yeah, the money. Yeah, yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on VSIN. Sign up today for a PlayCard debit master card and get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll with PlayCard. Visit PlayCard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification terms and uh, cost supply. Card issued by MetaBank and a member FDIC. So the news yesterday in the National Football League. Three-point stance here. Things that you need to know right now in the NFL. First of all, the uh, Carson Wentz news that came out right as soon as our show was done. And rest assured, this will probably take place again today. It happens every single day when we're done at 7 o'clock Pacific time. But the betting market knew about this, Paulie, about a half an hour or so before the news was actually released. I was tipped off by this. Adam Chernoff tweeted, grab the Raiders right now, plus 7.5, because news is coming. And within about 30 minutes, it did come. And the Colts went from seven and a half point favorites at the time. The, the first number that I personally noticed back on a board anywhere was here at Circa, it was two and a half. I believe other people said they noticed Circa at minus one and a half. Regardless, mm-hmm. that was a number for a while. They made the Colts minus two and a half, minus 120. And since they've adjusted because we found out about, you know, some new protocols in the NFL, Wentz could actually come back and play, although he's on Vax and he could be there on Sunday. Um, they're sitting at about six-point favorites right now against uh, Las Vegas this, this Sunday. This is why it's so tricky, because now you think, okay, I have a gift here. The guys could be out. Oh, wait a second, I have a good number, but he could test back in. Right. Uh, th- that could happen, too. Uh, but that's why it's uh, – and that why the, the Raider-Cleveland game was so fascinating. And I know things have, have changed since then, but Cleveland opens six-and-a-half, goes down to three. Raiders become the favorite. Oh, wait a minute, they're going to move the game. Mayfield could play. Back to Cleveland three, and then the Raiders go off at uh, three, and then they win by two. What happened with all that? And that line kept moving and moving and moving. Yep. But this is, you know, who knows? And the the unexpected is, if he doesn't play, what does Ellinger bring to the table? Well, did you see this report? Zach Kiefer, who has covered the Colts for a long time, tweeted out, the Colts need to call Phillip Rivers, have heard it's being discussed. Wow. Yeah, well, the Saints called them too. They did. Saints called Breeze. Saints called Rivers. Some people thought it was a joke. 
But the Saints were making the phone calls when they got the news on Hill and Simeon. Yeah. I mean, and I know this, that, uh, <laughs> you know, they've put up that graphic now quite a bit in Raiders games. They don't blitz a lot because they don't have to. Like, their front four creates the most pressure mm-hmm. out of any defensive line in the entire league. So if they can create, and this, by the way, the Colts were just without, like, their entire offensive line. Right. Last week against Arizona, they still won the game. But if they can't block that defensive line, what's Ellinger going to look like in his first ever start? Could be running for his life. Yeah. Crosby and company getting pressure all day long on him. And it's not, and remember, they have COVID issues uh, and injuries for the rest of the team. And it's not like he has a lot of great weapons to deal with either. So, I mean, you would think, although it didn't work out for Arizona, although Taylor had, what, 50 yards on the first carry. Right. And then they held him to, I guess, 50 the rest of the game. But you know what they want to do, and you know you're running, they're running the ball. You should be able to stop it. And then what, what then becomes an Ellinger game, and what can he do throwing the ball? Right. I got another one for you. But the secondary's atrocious, and you can throw on the Raiders. Yeah. I said, Well, and, the, and their secondary has COVID galore. Yeah, missing defensive starters? Sure, yeah. Okay, so I said this in the first hour of today's show that I'm holding Jonathan Taylor on a nice ticket to win the MVP. I bet him back in July. And I think his case can only be, you know, solidified. Well, maybe that's too strong of a word, but it can be helped out for sure in the next two games if Wentz doesn't play. But also, what about Frank Wright for coach of the year? If they go out well, there yeah. and Sam looks like he's capable at, you know, running the offense, it can make some decent plays and they drop some, you know, the play calling works well and they win the next two games and they go into the playoffs at 11-6, and six. Reich right now is one of the you know shortest shots on the board. I think some people will look at that and say, absolutely, he's got to be the guy. Bill Barnwell had the numbers as well. I think going back, you had 2% chance. Teams that started 0-3 were 2% to make the playoffs going back. Oh, that's right. So you that's had right. that angle here with the Colts. How about that? In the same season, a team to begin 0-3, uh-huh. now in control of their own destiny to make the playoffs and maybe win 11 games, and a team lost seven consecutive games, and they can close on, what, a nine-game winning streak? Both in the same season? That, yeah. that tells you all you need to know about this year in the NFL. Yep, yep. The other thing is it affects people different ways. I mean, what does it, it, will Wentz be okay and good to go Sunday? And I'm, I'm, I can't, The Allen Robinson tweet was something, a report rather. Yeah. He lost 10 pounds while he had COVID and, quote, is still trying to feel normal. Right. So... Who knows what to expect? So here's what uh, Adam Schefter tweeted out then. The NFL and the NFL Players Association now have adopted the new CDC guidelines that reduce the quarantine time to five days from 10 days for all COVID-positive players who are asymptomatic, including those who are unvaccinated per sources. So you're right. If Wentz is feeling okay, has zero symptoms, even though he's unvaxxed, he can go out there and play coming up against the Raiders this week. Which again could mm-hmm. be potential because you don't know what you're going to get with Sam Ellinger. You just you have no idea. Yeah, I, I I mean, I also see both sides of this. I thought what was going on with the Raider Cleveland thing was ridiculous. One of the Cleveland players' symptoms was a, a runny nose. I mean, nasal congestion. I mean, or, or, you know what? Whatever. What are we doing here? Um, but it's well. I mean, there's that's the thing, right? And Allen Robinson is one case so far that he lost yeah. a lot of weight and he can't can't put it back on. How many overall players, and I'm asking the question, I don't really know because I don't, I don't know if it's all documented, to be honest, but how many players truly are sick? Like, what's the percentage? Yeah. It's going to be an overwhelming amount of players who feel absolutely nothing. Yeah. And they, it's kind of like what's going on in these bowl games right now. What happened to NC State last night is an absolute travesty. And how that game was canceled like two hours before kickoff? UCLA is two hours away from where that game was going to be played, and their defensive line comes down with COVID, they're going to cancel the game? 
Yeah. You got to be kidding me. There's got to be a better way. Has to be. What happened to Memphis flying all the way out to Hawaii the night before the game? Ah, oh, sorry, can't do it. I mean, you, just, you can't, you don't have enough players? No. What, you, you, what, you test them before the game? What's well, going on here? Imagine. It, it, they were, NC State's adamant that they they don't buy it. They don't buy what UCLA was selling. Oh, so you have, and, and like the Memphis fan base traveling out to Hawaii yep. for the holidays. You think that's an expensive ticket to <laughs> go out to the islands? and But also think about the trip from like Raleigh or in that area to go from NC State to San Diego flying out, you know, around the new year. Uh, I've been to San Diego a zillion times. It can be a little expensive. And those fans are putting up with, you know, what is that, a five and a half hour flight across the country? At least, I'm guessing, going from right to left. And then all of a sudden, on game day, nope, sorry, guys. You're SOL. Once you're there and you're the day of the game, we saw this in a Premier League match. The thing was canceled two hours before they're ready to go. Mm -hmm. I mean, once you're there and you're ready to go, day of the game, I mean, come on. You can't, there's got to be a better way. You can't do that. Right. You can't say, sorry, guys, we can't play the game because it gives the other, it doesn't allow the other team enough time to scramble and find another opponent. I agree. And there are TV deals and, and stuff in place, and all these games are on television. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you saw what happened uh, a couple with Rutgers coming in and playing Wake Friday, and then Central Michigan going from Arizona to going to El Paso to take on Washington State yep. now yep. with the Miami and the uh, Boise State news. And the biggest news yesterday in the NFL. Uh, Hall of Fame broadcaster John Madden passed away at the age of 85. I I know this. When you see current, former players, coaches, media people, broadcasters, etc., as a group come out and say that he is maybe like the most influential player ever for the NFL, I'll take their word for it. I don't even think you can debate it. I I, I mean, what he did overall with his career, again, the coaching job, his overall record was 112, 39, and 7. And against Hall of Fame coaches, his record was like, what was it, 36, 16, and 1? 36, 16, and 2 against and Hall two. of Fame there coaches. There you go. Yep. So that was for a decade. He then won 16 Emmys as a broadcaster. He's the best color guy in the history of sports. And his video game will live on forever. I mean, it just, it, it, we'll never see it ever again. Yeah, there's the tweet. Look at that. That is something else. Four and three against Shula, three and one against Bud Grant, two and zero against Levy, one and zero against Landry. Allen, even even six and five against Chuck Knoll. That's right. Yeah, um, but the, the stuff is so funny where you just because he he would break down anything. You talked about the Aikman beard. We mentioned the turducken. There's a good stuff on Twitter about hey, you got the leg here, a leg here, a leg here, and just how mad was and just you can't. I'm I'm reading those all these various tweets and even the thing you retweeted about murder. She wrote. When when Summerall's doing the promo reads, but that when Summerall's doing a promo read for cops and Madden says, now the thing with that show is the guy who doesn't have a shirt on, that's the guy who did it. I mean, it just, you're just cracking up because you know how Madden would break stuff down and how funny he was. And I, all these stories where, it, yeah, of course it makes, it's common sense now, but like, why would you do it then? Why is that? How you, well, we, this is how we do it. See, that's how it has to be. Let's read he came up with the first down line, the yellow line with the first down marker. He's watching a game. He goes, that should be permanent. Or he's calling a game. That should be permanent, he tells the crew. Let the people know this is the first down line. Uh, he's doing his first ever broadcast. They give him the schedule. 
Why don't we watch? Why don't we watch in teams practice? Like, what are you talking about? Well, we're going to be talking about them for three hours. We should watch them practice. I want to talk to the coaches too. Oh no, you talk to the PR people. Because yeah. no, I'm talking to the coaches, and I want to watch the game film too. Right, right. I mean, it, it, it's, and that's how it's been, and that's how everyone does it now. Yeah. No, this is a different day and age. Obviously, he's you know 40 plus years removed from being a head coach. I mean, he quit in 1978. That was his last time ever coaching. But if you go back and look, great tweet here from Josh Dubow, who has covered the Raiders for a long time. His overall record against the Chiefs, Broncos, and Chargers, 44-11-5. Took care of business. He said he never wanted to coach another team other than, than the Raiders. That was it. He had to coach that team and nothing else. And then how much his former players loved him as well. Right. Good point. Guys like Ted Hendricks and others coming out and just saying he's the... And, uh-huh. according to everybody who's ever worked with him, he's like a man of the people. Yes. I mean, he's... Sit back, talk about Madden Cruiser, just love the BS. Yeah. Love to talk to everyone. He's larger than life, yep. but he's like one of us, evidently. Hey, come on. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yep. And the, the best quote in this great uh, article on ESPN.com about he just, he could explain things and make football simple. I think maybe that's why he was such a great analyst, too. Yeah. Just it'd even make it easy for players when he had to tell Lester Hayes while well, you're changing position. Yep. And the guy started to cry. Up next, a Circa Survivor Rundown. Five entries remain, $6 million on the line. We'll tell you which teams they have left and ask you how you would play it coming up. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Sports Betting Network. First Bet wants you to get in and all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000 and receive $10 instantly and up to a $1,000 bonus. Visit vcin.com slash horses for details. Use the bonus code Vegas1000. Derek Stevens, the owner of Circa, 
will be in studio coming up in about 45 minutes. We'll talk to him about the, the contests at that time. But Circus Survivor now, Paulie, is down to five entries. The prize on the line is $6 million. And if anybody uses Tampa Bay or KC in Week 18, that is potentially a $1 million bonus. And a couple of people have the Chiefs left. One person has Tampa Bay. But we know this. When you look at the biggest point spreads for this week, nobody has Buffalo. They're 14 against Atlanta. They play against the Jets next week. Nobody has New England. Lane 14 and a half or so against the Jags. Week 18 against Miami. Nobody has Green Bay. A touchdown favorite over Minnesota this week. Minus 11 next week at Detroit. All five have Seattle. They're laying a touchdown in that range against the Lions. All five have the Saints. They're laying, what, six and a half against Carolina. You can't, to me, with this much money on the line, you can't go to war with Seattle. You can't do it. And I would feel more confident with the Bears than Seattle. Yeah, as Number right. one, because the Giants are so bad. They're not showing a pulse. The, the Lions are fighting, and they should have beat Atlanta, especially if it's Foles, too. But I just I don't have any faith in Seattle. Yeah, but, but only one person has the Bears available. And then everyone has the Saints available. But that comes down to who's gonna, who they're going to have, how many guys they get back, who's playing quarterback. Um, and I think yeah. you'll, you will see some people take the Saints on Sunday as well. Okay, so we can go down here entry by entry. Uh, number one, Chris Piper. They have the Chargers remaining. It's the only entry with L.A. They also have the Saints and the Seahawks. But in terms of overall big favorites, like, that's the list. They don't have, I mean, there's no Tampa Bay. They don't have San Francisco. They Mm -hmm. don't have KC left. They don't have Baltimore for next week. They're six-and-a-half-point favorites. They don't have Arizona at all. They've kind of used it up. This is a great discussion. I mean, as far as hedging. How much do you want to bet? What can you win? you got to walk away with something. I know you probably started it early, but how much are you hedging and what do you have laying around? Right. The right. other thing is, I to answer your question earlier, for the one individual who has Tampa, I think you have to wait and use them because you, you might have to you might split this four or five ways. Right. So to get that extra million dollars there, I think you have to wait and sit on Tampa. Other well, thinking, I don't necessarily agree with this, but the other thinking could be, would you take Pittsburgh on Monday night? Even though they're dogs, because at least you know what you what you need and what has happened up to that point too uh, with the late game. I know that'd be tough to stomach, but that's one thought process. Although uh, I don't agree with it and go along with it, and I definitely think for the two people that have the Niners, you have to use them. Also help from a hedging standpoint because they're laying thirteen and a half. Sure, and you brought up Pittsburgh because nobody has Cleveland. Yeah, and two people have the Steelers remaining. That's Chris Piper and Return of Survivor. My cool is another entry, and this week they do have the 49ers left, the Saints and the Seahawks. Um, They also have the Chiefs, I know, minus three uh, next week at Denver is the current number. But if you held on to the Chiefs this long, I mean... Yeah, but then the game could be meaningless, and it could be Chad Henney next week. No, no, it could be, and here's the thing, but you also have the 49ers this week. Yeah. So, again, that's if you have the 49ers, I think that's going to have to be the play, yeah, although yeah. then you're going to be going to, to war with Trey Lance, the way it looks. Uh, on top, 247 also has KC. They have the Saints and the Seahawks for this week, potentially. And on top, 24-7 is also looking at Tennessee. 
And I bring up Tennessee because they are 10-point favorites against Houston next week. But then if you have the Chiefs again, that's mm-hmm. the dilemma that you're in. Yep. Uh, return of Survivor. This is the team that has Tampa Bay, and you brought this up. So, big favorites this week, but they're also 16.5-point favorites against Carolina in Week 18. Just played them, too, and killed them. And that's the thing, too, right? So, if you have Tampa Bay left, and you hang on to it, that means you can also hedge a little bit more. Because not only can you win the whole thing, you also have a chance at that $1 million bonus, and then Carolina's going to be, as of right now, 8 or 9 to 1 in the money line. That's a pretty nice hedging opportunity. Or to take those points as well, however you want to play it. But Return of Survivor also has Chicago, minus 6 against the Giants. Saints and the Seahawks. And they do have the Vikings for Week 18, another team potentially laying 6 against Chicago. So they're set up quite nicely. And the Syracuse Hawkeyes, <laughs> if you want to play it like this, they have San Francisco and the Titans. So there's no Tampa Bay or KC here for that bonus, but you could go 49ers this week, and if they win, then you have Tennessee lane 10 against the Houston Texans next week. Yeah. For the two people, again, for the two people who have the Niners, I think you have to go to war with San Francisco and say, if I lose, I lose. That's just how it is. I'm a two-touchdown favorite, all right? I don't have the other options of the other teams that are available laying that kind of wood. It might be Trey Lance, but still, the running game is so good, so creative with Shanahan. They're coming off a loss. They need it. They're at home. They're playing a, a bad team. They struggle to stop the run. Mm-hmm. If they, if you get me, you get me. I think you have to take San Francisco for the two people that have them. Well, yeah, right. And so to your point about being okay using the 49ers, and if they lose, you know what, you're still going to be hedging at this point. Uh, it's going to stink, but at least you're probably okay going down at the 49ers. Again, all five have the Saints and Seahawks left. Right. Well, that's to your point, though. I mean, about you, you really want to blow $6 million or your chance at millions with Seattle and how bad they've been. And it, come on. I, I don't, but you know what? I don't, I feel the same way about the Saints. I'm more comfortable with New Orleans than I am with Seattle, put it that way. Right. Okay. But still, if I go down and I have to use the Saints on this card, okay, it's okay. like, oh, God. Okay. So then, then so one person has the Bears and one person has the Chargers. Where are you at with those teams? Well, I mean, like you said, I'm more comfortable if I'm that person with the Bears, but they also have Tampa Bay left. If it comes down to Chicago, Seattle, or the Saints, and I hope this person's not listening, I, I would go Chicago. I, because I, would you not? This is more of a fade against the Giants that's what it is. than anything else. Yes, that's what it is. I'm, I'm more comfortable fading the Giants right now than I am going to war with Seattle. Mm-hmm. That's me personally. I'm not left in the contest, so I can say whatever. Uh-huh. But I do think the Chargers win and beat Denver, and you get a big performance out of the Chargers with their season on the line. Uh, I, I, I think Peyton will rally the troops, and they will beat Carolina, who put 14 guys on the list yesterday or two days ago. But uh, this is assuming that it's not book at quarterback, and it's going to be Hill for the Saints, right? But it's it, it's some of these are it's a tough call. It's a tough call. That, I mean, that certainly changes things. I mean, if you told me right now it's going to be Hill, then certainly my confidence level goes way up with the Saints. If you're telling me it's it's going to be Ian Book, then it's an, I can't do it. Yeah, and I, I don't do I don't understand the point spread with Seattle, and I don't want any part of having this much money on the line, and I have to take the Seahawks. As bad as they've been at home. That's another thing. But why is that line so high? There's no home field advantage anymore. Just look at the record. And they blow the double-digit lead of the Bears. 
Yeah, I think if, you, if you've hung on to Tampa Bay this long and one person has, you're waiting next week against Carolina. And that million-dollar yes. bonus. The shot for the million. Yeah. Because even if you burn them this week, what, what are we talking about for next week then? You know, there's not a lot. There's not a lot on the bone. I mean, again, Vikings maybe against Chicago. You're going to be okay using the Vikings against the Bears if this person uses Tampa Bay this week? Yeah. It's going to be very intriguing next week because there's not, there's not a lot of options right now. I mean, look who you're talking about. Chicago, Seattle, Chargers reeling, Saints reeling. Look who you have to decide. Right. But, and then, then it gets even worse next week. Not to mention one of the scenarios, and then half these games might not even mean anything. The team's eliminated or already locked into a spot or a seed, and it doesn't matter. I think that's a great question for Derek, by the way, about hedging. Because, you know, a lot of people might not have 50000 100000 whatever that number might be, to hedge with. I'm going to assume most people don't. Some, sure. Yeah, and what are you already stuck? Know. What are you already stuck if you've been doing it? Sure. So... Yeah. Can, can you take out a line of credit here mm-hmm. and get down a big bet on a game to make a hedge at Circa? I think, that's a great, I think that's a great discussion with Derek. And what's the biggest hedge that they'll take? Again, I pointed this out on Monday. <clears throat> on game days, Circa takes 100000 on their app. Yeah. On their app, they'll take a $100,000 bet. Incredible. So if you have the conversation with Derek... Matt Metcalf, Mike Palm, somebody like that here. Huh, what are they willing to maybe allow you to get down? I can't wait to have Derek in studio. Oh, well, Mike did say last week, two weeks ago, Mike Palm, that you have to go through the same process. And get oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's, uh, yeah. How much will you get approved for? And just go to the window and say, I want 200000 on <laughs> Carolina money Oh, line. my God. Whatever it is. Jesus. Uh-huh. <laughs> Up next, we'll talk college football. Pat Forty from Sports Illustrated. His favorite bet this week in the Bulls is what? Follow the money on VSEN, the sports betting network. What do you want from your sports book? Great odds, fast and easy live betting. Sounds like you just don't want to bet. You want to live your bet life. And when you bet with points, bet you get great odds and great payouts all in a fast and reliable book. Download the app now and sign up with code VEASAN2K. Get two risk-free bets up to $2,000. You get the $10 free live bet during Sunday night football every week. Must be 21. Void where prohibited. We love this guy. The best covering college sports. Pat Forty, Sports Illustrated senior college writer. Great podcast with Dan Wetzel. And Pete Thamel, uh, must follow on Twitter as well. And he joins us now, and he'll be, he's at the Orange Bowl uh, coming up. But there, there's got to be a better way, sir, right? I mean, we're losing games left and right. We're having games canceled two, three hours before kickoff. Yeah, it's a mess. I mean, this is, you know, pretty much a disaster. Uh, there does have to be a better way. What exactly it is, I'm not sure. But But to have a... A situation where yeah, games are just being canceled at the last minute. Uh, people are flying across the country to see their teams, and then having the games called off right out underneath them. Uh, you, you know, you're pulling Rutgers out of cold storage. You're sending <laughs> Central Michigan across the desert from Tucson to El Paso. Uh, I mean, you know, this this is this is the bowl system like 
at its at really showing out just what a folly it really is. Yep. You you and then you also have uh, I mean NC State's accusing UCLA of shenanigans. Like they're not buying what they're selling, saying they should have been more honest leading up, and then they they just they the trip to SeaWorld and that got some some attention, and then all of a sudden they pull the plug on them, which as you said they don't have enough time to scramble and find another opponent. Yeah, I and I don't know what the the, the facts of of the situation are there, but uh, I think NC State qualifies as the angriest. Uh, uh, group of the last year, because if you remember, they, they had to pull out of the College World Series uh, last year, and uh, and now they've got their bowl game canceled on them, uh, and this one not due to their own COVID situation, but yeah, uh, boy, uh, they they've had they've had some stuff happen, but yeah, I mean, you would have to think that there would there would at least be a high likelihood of knowing how whether or not you can play. Uh, sooner than UCLA let on that that they couldn't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they, there's there's just the the problem is here, guys, is that, that we've got just all kinds of potential for skullduggery and ulterior motives, and nobody believes anybody. You yep. know, everybody's like, ah, they just don't want to play. They're, they're ducking us. You know, they've got too many guys out, and they they could play, but they're you know they they don't want to get beat and all all that sort of thing. And that just goes. That goes back to the whole suspect motivation for teams in bowl games to begin with. Right, sure. Right. Sure. Well said. Well said. We love the sport, but it's it's been a rough go of it, and how also it's handled, uh, and, and they run the sport. You, you mentioned this on the podcast, and I thought it was an interesting discussion. We have we have semifinal playoff games on New Year's Eve, and people have to work. And then how the Rose Bowl and Sugar Bowl hold the sport hostage, where we have to be standalone. New Year's Day, sunset, third quarter, all that business, 2 o'clock Pacific kick. Yeah, I mean, look, <laughs> as you said, we love the sport, and the sport gives us great entertainment for months and months at a time. But then, yeah, you get to the end of it, and it's like, what the hell are we doing here? And in that instance, yeah, yeah I mean, you, you, the two biggest games of the year, one is going to start 3.30 on a weekday, Eastern time. Yep. The other is going to start at seven thirty on on the biggest party night of the year. <laughs> uh, you know, I, it's like, why can't they play on New Year's when when people traditionally have always said, let's watch some football, let's recover from last night and watch football all day. Oh, because it's got to be the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl on those days, and if they're not hosting the semifinals that year, then. We have to change everything. And so we kowtow to these bowls that have been in place forever. Uh, and why do we have six bowls that have to be in the championship uh, rotation? Well, because we've kowtowed to the bowls forever. And it just, the, the number of ways that college football co- finds to screw up its postseason is endless. Yep. Totally agree. Follow the money on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Pat Forty, our guest from Sports Illustrated. Uh, do you have any opinion on today's games? And I want to throw the Clemson-Iowa State game at you. Uh, if you have any thoughts on that one. It was around a pick. Now Clemson's favored by around two and a half. And like, what's the motivation here for Dabo's squad? It's basically the first, you know, the first bowl game that doesn't really mean anything since 2014. They've been in the playoffs every year since 2015 until today. Good question. I think we lost him. Uh, well, yeah. Or with him back. That was a good question. Yeah. I, I like Clemson. You like, you like him today? Well, yes. Well, Dabo against um, Campbell, number one. You're not going to have Hall, number two. 
Right. And this is to me, this is very important. When you're looking for motivation, I know you've lost both coordinators. They're trying for what their eleventh straight season with double digit wins. Be third most all time. Okay. I mean that I mean yeah. to me that stuff like that matters. Yeah. I, I Pat, I don't know. Uh, how much you heard of that, but my question is about Clemson's motivation. The first bowl game since 2014 where they were not involved in the playoffs, so I'm wondering where their heads are at. It's a great question, legitimate question. I mean, they, you know, <laughs> I, I think that the way they finish the season, they actually feel pretty good about things. You know, I mean, they've, they, they pulled it out of the fire, and it wasn't just a complete disaster like we saw at some other places. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, North Carolina and, and at, uh, at Texas and et cetera, et cetera. But still, this is not what people go to Clemson to play for. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's what the fans have become accustomed to play off or bust. So I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't know whether their opponent has any motivation either because Iowa State's had a really bad season. Uh, and they've, you know, quite surprisingly had a bunch of people in the transfer portal and what have you. But Still, I, you know, that, that this is the thing is, you know, I think when when you want to watch a game, when you want to bet on a on a football game, you you've got to wait till wait till late and see how much information you can gather about who's playing, how they practice, not just COVID, but do they want to be there, and then take your chances. Mm-hmm. How about the game you're covering, the Orange Bowl, Georgia against Michigan, and if Michigan can make. Uh, Bennett beat them throwing the ball, and if they have any success on the ground running against the stout Georgia defense. Yeah, I think it's a great matchup uh, and a fascinating matchup and absolutely strength on strength of the Michigan offensive line against the Georgia defensive front. Uh, and then what happens if you know if Georgia wins that matchup, which I, I think they might, uh, you know, just the up front then can – can Cade McNamara throw the ball? Can they make big plays? Which, surprisingly, Michigan, you know, ranks as the nation's leader in plays 50 yards or longer from scrimmage. Uh, now, they've also, a lot of those are runs, and nobody breaks long runs against Georgia. I mean, Georgia is number one in the nation in fewest long runs allowed, over, I think over 30. So, you know, it, ultimately, they're going to have to put the ball in the air. And then ultimately probably Stetson Bennett's going to have to put, put it in the air as well. And it's interesting if you dig in on the numbers and I watched a ton of Georgia games this year, Stetson Bennett actually had a good season until the end, until he was just, he was not effective. He had two big interceptions and he just got out by a better quarterback. Georgia's whole thing is built on the premise we don't have to win a shootout because we're never getting in a shootout. Mm. Our defense is too good. And that obviously has been the case 12 times. And then once it was not, and if they play Alabama again, then boy, we'll see whether Stetson Bennett's good enough, but I think mm-hmm. he could be good enough against Michigan. As you pointed out with the first semifinal, listen, there's NFL players all over that Cincinnati team and Ritter could, could be a first round pick sauce Gardner. How do you think they match up against Alabama? You know, I, intriguingly well. Uh, the big problem, I think, I think their offensive line is average. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Will Anderson could wreck the game. Uh, or at least you're going to have to game plan like crazy to avoid him wrecking the game. Uh, you know, and you're double teaming him, you're chipping him, you're, you're running away from him, whatever you're doing. But uh, otherwise, yeah, I, I mean, I like Cincinnati's team. They do have a number of uh, NFL prospects on the defense on all three levels. Uh, they have got good running backs. They've got a really good wide receiver in Alec Pierce, who's one of those guys you, you 
you just throw the ball up on deep balls, and he's probably going to beat the other guy for it. He's got good hands. He's got vertical. He's 6'2", 213. He's big. Uh, and Ritter, yeah, you know, Ritter's quarterback like a 1,000 games in college. So, uh, you know, I – I, I don't know. You're scared anytime you go up against Alabama in a semifinal game because they usually don't just win, but they win big. Mm-hmm. But I, I like what Cincinnati brings to the table in the game. Very cool. You can follow him on Twitter at ByPat40. Read him in Sports Illustrated. Uh, Pat, enjoy the games this weekend. Happy New Year, and thanks so much for the time. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Happy New Year to you all, too. Thank you, sir. I've gone back and forth on that Georgia-Michigan game like 25 yes, times. Yes, I know that one's tough. And then uh, could there could be COVID issues with Georgia. The pinstripe bowl today at Yankee Stadium. How do you not take Maryland? I agree with the line move. I mean, all these guys are out. Mm, the NFL players opted out for Vod Tech. They're going with a, 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 a transfer at quarterback. Maryland hasn't won a bowl since 2010. I mean, I think you go back to uh, teams that are six and six are two and eight straight up. If they're not playing, if their opponent isn't six and six. But this is, I mean, two interim coaches. I, I think I think Maryland takes, takes them out. Johnny Avello, DraftKings next. How many bowl game tickets have they refunded over the past few days? I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Sports Betting Network. Back on the program, it is Follow the Money here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Johnny Avello joins us now as he does every Wednesday at this time. We'll get his, uh, well, the, the numbers they decided to go with this week for the point spread pick em contest in the DraftKings weekly deal that they have. Johnny, uh, good to talk to you again. How are you? Um, well, guys, thank you. Good morning. I, I want to start. Morning, huh? Yeah, I want to start again. Later. Yep, go yeah, ahead. Yeah. I just want to start with this. Um, it seems like every single day after our show, we're getting like 
more COVID news in the NFL or eventually a cancellation or two or more in college football, like on a daily basis, just to take us behind the scenes here for a minute, pull back the curtain. How often are you guys refunding tickets, voiding stuff, giving people their money back, that kind of a deal over the past couple of days? Well, the the NFL, there hasn't been a problem with the refunding of tickets because our week starts on a Wednesday and it goes all the way to the following Tuesday. Uh, You know, and that covers all the games, uh, Thursday night football, Sunday, and if they move it to Monday or Tuesday, all the anything that plays during those six day that six day span has action. Now in college, uh, of course, these bowl games, some of them were bet early, and the ones that were bet early. Um, usually there's that little bit of, you know, flutter of action early, and then they kind of just stay stagnant. There is some tickets that come in, certainly, um, but most of the action is the day of the game. So there has been some refunds uh, there. Not too bad. When it get when you get to a game like NC State-UCLA, though, where you think the game's going to go, and then, it, you know, it's, it's a cancellation late, then um, th- that's where there were quite a bit of few refunds. So... Um, college, you know, uh, college basketball, not too much because okay. the games, we know the games are canceled a uh, day ahead of time. Um, and of course, pro basketball has been playing. So yeah, it's, it's, an, it's another chore for the, for the team, but um, we're getting through it. Uh, just hopefully doesn't last too much longer. Are, yeah. you, are you seeing people come to the window? I know you mentioned uh, day of the game, but people getting involved in the app and, and, and getting there with uh, the semifinal games Friday. Yeah, the people are involved in that in those games, and uh, you know, I I guess the feeling is that they're those games are gonna go. Uh, I mean, I the only way those games probably won't go is if a team comes down with you know multiple guys come down with it. But looks like uh, you know everything's moving forward on on those two games. We are seeing action on those games. They probably have written more tickets already than most of these bowl games have. Uh, so let's hope those those two games continue forward also. Are you balanced on the Alabama-Cincinnati game, or what does that look like? No, we're a little, a little heavy on uh, Alabama side, um, and we're a little, we're a little heavy on the Georgia side. Uh, the, the, those are the two games. When you look at bowl games and all the movement we've seen in these bowl games so far, those are the two games that haven't moved. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, the Georgia game is just sitting at seven and a half, getting great action at that one. And uh, Alabama opened 13 and a half, and there's been no movement at all. A little bit on the total, just a point here or there. But uh, both games are heavy on the favorites, but, you know, seeing action on, on uh, the entirety of the game. Okay, we've mentioned the Circa Survivor Contest. Uh, interested in hearing how many are left. What, what, do you, what does your Survivor Contest look like at DraftKings? Yeah, uh, there's 13 left. Um, most of you know, the last week, you know, we there were what was I can't remember what the number was. It tw- was it 27 or 40? No, no, 41, right? So we lost uh, the Eagles were 48% of the plays and the Chargers were 40% of the plays. So that's where most of the people went down was the Chargers. Um, there were single plays on the Falcons who got there, the Bucks who got there, and the Seahawks. Um, so, you know, obviously guys are running out of some some quality picks here. So, um, you know, we're down to 13 now. 13 out of 2,800. Yeah. Well, no surprise with the Chargers. I mean, no. that, that number 
Where'd that number go at uh, DK? Did it ever touch 14? Was it 13, 13 and a half? Do you recall that against the Texans? Yeah, I, I have it right here. I'm looking. Chargers went, actually, no, 10 and a half up to 12 and a half. Oh, that's the highest you guys reached. Okay. All right. Uh, why don't you yep. take a, uh, a little bit of time here and run down the numbers that you have for week 17? Sure. Okay, so the Rams, we'll start with that game. Uh, at at the uh, Ravens, Rams three and a half. That's where we currently are. This is the tricky one here, guys. The Colts, mm -hmm. we used seven and a half. Um, we're currently at six and a half, home versus the Raiders. I think that's going to be a play probably either way. Um, you know, Wentz most likely will be in there. I, you know, I make him 60-40 that he plays. Um, so, you know, I don't think that number will reach seven and a half. So, uh, that, that's, the Raiders will probably be a, a play in the contest. Chiefs, five and a half. We are currently a five at the Bengals. Um, the Bucks, 13 and a half at the Jets. We're currently at 12 and a half. I don't think there's any 13 and a halves out there, but, you know, who, who was interested in the Jets? I don't know. Uh, Bills 14 and a half. We're at 14. They're at home versus the Falcons. Patriots 15 and a half. Uh, the home versus the Jags. Uh, Eagles three and a half uh, at the Washington Football Team. Those are current. We're at all of those numbers. Uh, the Bears six and a half at home versus the Giants. We're currently at six. Uh, Titans three and a half at home with the Dolphins. We're currently at three. Chargers, five and a half. Home versus the Broncos, we're currently at five. 49ers, 13 and a half. We're currently at 13 versus the Texans. That's one of those, another one of those COVID games, guys, where, you know, mm -hmm. don't know where that thing's going to end up. Um, Cowboys, five and a half at home versus the Cards. That's where we're at. Seahawks, six and a half at home versus the Lions. Uh, we're currently at seven. Saints, six and a half at home versus the Panthers. Packers six and a half at home versus the Vikes and Browns three and a half at the Steelers. Can't see that game really being much more than three, maybe with mm -hmm. some juice. So that could be a play also. What do you think Wentz is worth? What's that downgrade if it's Ellinger and it's not Wentz? Well, it could be Ellinger. Uh, you know, it, it could. <laughs> there was there was some rumors out there that Rivers might come back too, but I think it's a. I think he's worth uh, to that team going to Ellinger. I think he's worth six points. You think that much? Um, you just I do. Just because of the, the drop off and who's, who the replacement would be. What's that? Just because of the the drop off from you know Wentz to the yes. replacement, and it happens to be a rookie. Yeah, Erlinger's taken how many snaps in the NFL? Three. Uh, so you know, definitely a big drop off there. Okay, who's the leader in your contest? Where do we stand? What's the percentage? Uh, the leader is fifty-three and twenty-two. Oh. You know, over seventy percent. That's strong. Um, then, then there's fifty-five and twenty-five, and then there's, and of course, when I say that, you'll say, "Well, those numbers don't add up." Well, somebody could miss a week, so yep. Yep. Um, some guys still have a, an extra week to go, and then there's two at fifty-one and twenty-four. Uh, the number one pick last week was the Bengals minus two and a half. We know that game kind of shot up. That game ended up closing seven and a half, so that makes sense. And then the Dolphins plus three and a half. Uh, they ended up going off the favorite in that game at three and a half. So that was the one and two picks last week. All right, very good. Johnny, thanks for waking up early. We know that you're in California. Happy New Year, pal. Happy New Year, guys. Talk to you next year. Be good. Yep, you sounds like a plan.
So Wentz is worth six points, mm-hmm. uh, according to him. And we saw the number again drop down to, you know, five or six points from seven and a half. In fact, some people said it got to one and a half here at Circa yesterday. Um, did you know that the game against the Patriots, I believe Pro Football Focus graded that out as one of the worst games of the entire year by any quarterback? You're kidding. No. Right. Oh, well, he was awful in that He was game. terrible in that game. That's that's saying something. And he was very Man. sketchy at times in the game last weekend, and then he kind of redeemed himself. Right. And he had some terrific throws late when it mattered most. Yes. DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting part of the NFL. And this week, new customers can bet $5 on their team to win. If they do, you walk away with $200. The code is VEASAN. Easy. Code VEASAN when you sign up. Available to play in select states. Must be 21 See casino.graphkings.com for full details. So his recent games, Carson Wentz, Arizona, 18 of 28, 225, and two scores. Solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game against the Patriots, 5 of 12, 57 yards and a touchdown and an INT. Was Terrible. It, yeah. It was a Pittman. He missed someone wide open to start. Terrible. Yep. Yeah. At Houston, he was 16 of 22 mm-hmm. for a buck 58 and a score. Uh, he threw a lot against Tampa. Three touchdowns, two INTs. In the Buffalo game, when it was all Jonathan Taylor, he was 11-20 for a dollar six. <laughs> right? I mean, so oh. it's like, uh. I know his touchdown to INT ratio is pretty solid this year, but ooh, he just he still makes plays too often for me to get completely on board and be Over confident throws, in him. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, the pick six against Tennessee. I mean, it's just throwing a ball up, left-handed, yep. uh, pinned in your side, your own five, making bad mistakes. Yep. Uh, that's I mean Stanford still does that too. Everybody. He does amazingly enough. Uh, up next here on Follow the Money, it's V Sin, the Sports Betting Network. The owner of Circa, Derek Stevens, will join us in studio. Uh, we will go over Circa Survivor. How much will they allow people to hedge? Can you take out a line of credit? And I'll tell you why I think you have to save Tampa Bay until next week. Coming up here on V Sin. Bet River Sportsbook. The Bet River Sportsbook. The Bet River Sportsbook. Bet- I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.